Let's go to the book of Ecclesiastes, verse chapter 3. And first of all, we're going to do it a little different today. We're going to read verses 1 through 17, and then we will go back into the teaching mode, okay? That sound all right? Ecclesiastic, Old Testament, chapter 3. Verses 1 through 17. Are we there? Let's start reading at the first verse, please. Wait a minute, let's go back again. I need everybody to join in on the reading, please. All right, let's start again. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. Time to be born. A time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill, and a time to heal. A time, and a time to build up. A time to weep, and a time to love. A time to moan, and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to get, and a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to cast away, a time to rent, and a time to sow, a time to keep silent, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace. What profit had he that worked in that wherein he labored? I have seen the travail which God has given to the son of men to be exercised in it. He that had made everything beautiful in his time also has set the world in their hearts so that no man can find out the work that God maketh from them. I know that there is no good in them, but for a man to rejoice and to do good in his life. And also that every man should eat the, and enjoy good all his labor. It is the gift of God. I know that whatsoever God doeth, it shall be for nothing can be put to it, nor anything taken from it. And God doeth it that man should fear that which has been is now, and that which has had already been. And God requires that which is past. And moreover, I saw under the sun the place of judgment, that the wicked was there, and the place of righteousness, that iniquity was there. I said in my heart, God shall judge the righteous and the wicked, for there is a time, there is for every purpose, and for every work. May God have... A blessing upon the reading of his word. My subject for tonight. The cycle of life. Time and season. Amen. Time and season. In this cycle of life. 
Our generation goes and another generation comes. But the earth as we know it remains forever. The living life on this earth is a revolving cycle. There are those that goes away and there comes a replacement of the decay. Those things that were was is soon forgotten because of the continuous revolution of life and death. But there is nothing new under the sun. For the things that has been will be again. Therefore, we are left to deal with times and seasons of our life. The ceaseless cycle of nature illustrate that we constantly, without ultimately significance, value a purpose toward God. The amazing thing is that the earth goes on and we passes away like a blade of grass. And there's no remembrance of us in the grave. The book of Ecclesiastes. It records 28 seasons in a lifetime. And we must go through times of life. And we must go through the seasons that life brings. In life, man is given an opportunity to lengthen or shorten his days. Some live to get a ripe old age. And some pass away at an early age. The time we're living in today, it seems like they are constantly dying right out of the womb. The life we know today is getting shorter and shorter. The elders is not getting old anymore. And the young is failing to become the age of man. But the earth is as old as the beginning of time. The book records to everything there is a season and a time for every matter or purpose under heaven. There is a season and a right time for every intention under heaven. Let's look at Ecclesiastes chapter 3 in its times and its season. So let's look at Verse number one, if you would please. To everything, there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heavens. There is a season. And guess what? When God is operating in your season, you need to move as God is moving with you. Because if you let your season pass, you don't know whether God going to make that trip back around to you or not. Because there's one thing about God, God continually moves. Amen? And very seldom you'll find God going back picking up stragglers. So you got to move when God said move. Yes, sir. God dealing with you. That's the, time, that's the time of your season when God is dealing with you. 
when God is trying to give you instruction or God is trying to bring you to a place where he wants you at, when he is personally keep pulling on you and you know God is pulling on you, you in your season. And if you don't yield to God at that particular season of your life, you don't know whether he's going to come back around again or not. And I give you a prime example since you asked that question. When you was out there before you came to Mercy Ministry, God was pulling on you, wasn't it? Because you kept passing by here, and you didn't know why you kept passing by here, but you kept passing by here till finally you decided, I need to stop. You wouldn't have did that if God hadn't been dealing with you. You'd have kept riding by here like it was just another building. But God was dealing with you. God was bringing you to the point of saving you. And see, when God is dealing with us, we got to understand God trying to bring us to a point of saving us. The ultimate goal here is for God to save you. Amen. Then verse 2. Now, before I go to verse uh, 2, I'm going to stay here at verse 1 just for a second. Um, there is a right time for every intention under heaven. There is a particular time that God deal with you to bring you in the kingdom. And you got to understand that God don't do anything just to be doing anything. God be trying to, to, to bring you in to the kingdom for such a time as this. And when you get into the kingdom, then guess what? Now it's time for you to start listening to the instructions of God. You got to get in first before you can get the instruction. Do that make sense? Amen. Uh, you got to get the job first before you can get the check. Huh? So guess what? You got to get in the kingdom so that you can really hear what God has to say to you. Now the thing about it is that we got to understand that we got to start listening to see what God has to say to the individual. When we come in here, we come in here for corporate praise, corporate worshiping, and corporate study. But there is a time that you need to listen and try to find out what God is saying to you. God's saying something, we just ain't listening. God is saying something, but we're just not utilizing the time that we have searching for God. Did that make sense? Verse 2 says, A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. Now, here we are that this time 
to be born and a time to die. The closing days of your life started the day you was born. Oh, the day you was born, you start dying. Why do you say that? Because it is appointed unto man to once die and then the judgment. So when you got here, you started working on your death sentence. And it was up to you and I to come to know God that we can reap the everlasting life sentence. It didn't just come automatically. But death do. We don't have to do nothing to die. Or we're going to die. Huh? But we got to do something to get eternal life. So now to get the eternal life, you got to work on your purpose. You got to work on the purpose that God has purposed in your life. During the process of the time that you're living. Did that make sense? So... Grace and mercy afforded you with the opportunity to please God or not during the duration of your stay here. You got a choice to either please God while you're living or don't please God while you're living. That's a choice you got to make. But know the fact is there are consequences behind the choices that you make. Pleasing God, the consequences is eternal life. Not pleasing God, the consequences is eternal damnation. It's still a choice. So many folks that have made the foolish choice are not even thinking about pleasing God. But then, like, like I told you, it is appointed unto man was to die, and then the judgment. Well, see, when the judgment day come, everybody got to stand before him. And you got to stand before him about the time that you live on the face of the earth. From the day you was born to the day you die. Mm. So guess what? Your life with God ain't based on no last minute uh, prayer. <laughs> huh? That, 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 that myth about a last minute prayer, don't you bank on it. You will have to have some works. Did y'all hear me? Work out your own salvation in fear and trembling. So how can you have some work in a last minute prayer? Huh? Hypothetically. You done live a hellish life for 75 years. And nine months, and then you on the first day of the tenth month, and you talking about Lord save me, huh? Come on, somebody. I got news for you. You've been the bus hell wide open, cause you know what? God just sitting back looking at you, hollering about save me. <laughs> Come on now. You ain't got no works. You ain't got no changes in your life, huh? So now you're asking God to take you up there to filthy up hell. So you ain't got no changes in life, so what you taking with you? Come on, somebody. Huh? God, let me tell you, God ain't no fool all day. Matter of fact, God ain't no fool no day. 
Huh? You're going to get a last minute prayer and go to heaven and take your filthy lifestyle with you. Come on now. It ain't going to happen. Amen. So, hmm. Our cycle is from the day of birth until the day you die. What are we doing with what we got? Everybody need to ask themselves that question. What am I doing with the time that God has afforded me to live? Because guess what? It's going to look now. It's going to have to speak for us. What we done done from the time we got here to the time we leave here, it's going to have to speak for us. Oh, oh, from the time you got here, if it didn't change in midstream, and by the time you leave here, if it stayed like it was when you got here and didn't change in the midstream, you still going to bust hell wide open. So there's got to be a change. And the change has got to be made in your season. Just think, Lamar, if you had a rejected God when he was pulling on you, what, what, would, you be, what, would, you be, what would you be at now? You see, see what I'm saying? Because when God was pulling on you, that was your season. That was your season that he came after you to save you. Hmm. Remember what the pastor always used to say to all of us? Better stop playing the hokey pokey. Huh? Don't get caught playing the hokey pokey with your leg on the other side. And you can't get it back over. You just want to go with the leg. Huh? Whatever you going to do, the time is now. Hmm? You know, one of the things that you, you got to do, or one of the things we got to do is, in this time and season, is drop our priorities and make God our priority. Uh, we got too many priorities that's above God's. And God has willed down on our list. Huh? You ask yourself, and just like sports, you ask yourself, where is God at in your top 25? about where you are right today. 
Can you make it to glory off of what you got right today? Because if it happened in five minutes from here, will you make it? Will God be pleased with the time that you have spent with him? Because see, it's going to be the time that you spend with him. That's where your time and your season lies at is with God. You ain't got no time and no season if it ain't with God. You got junk. Junk from junk gonna leave junk. Lord. So where are you? This is for everybody asking. Where am I at this point? In my time and in my season, while I still live, where am I with God? Because that's what it's based on. Ecclesiastes is going to take you around the moon. It ain't going to just stop with one thing. It's going to go through your whole lifestyle. And guess what? One of the crucial and critical things that's happening is hidden and missing. Can you afford, at this point in time, just base it on Sunday night. From what you found out Sunday night, can you base you wasting any more time? Can you not afford to move toward getting everything straight with God if God show and appear up at any time? If we're in the sixth seal, he can show up at any time. Where will you be? Hmm. Yes, sir. Because he showed him some faith. He showed him some, some belief in Christ. But guess what? That was a one-time thing. So don't think nobody else is going to go out there and say, Lord, I believe you in the last minute that they're going to help. They're going to, they ain't going to help. They're going to hell. The introduction of salvation is just a few. The introduction is in God. Now you're down to the last one. You can't say the introduction. You know, we got to go on, what the Bible says, you got to go on to perfection. See what I'm saying? The other man on the other end of the cross, he didn't believe. It was just a, it was a, it, it was a illustration of belief and non-belief. Belief starts you on your way. Faith increases you on your way. A lifestyle gets you on your way. Uh -huh. Yes, sir. No. Yes, sir. Things that he he is going to predetermine. Uh, do you have enough faith, like he said, to whether you to be counted worthy? 
And so he knows all the intents of our heart. He knows that if that man would have had an opportunity to do what all that was, he had an opportunity to do all that was revealed right then. And you got to remember, uh, the rest of salvation was revealed through the apostles, not through Jesus. So he had enough right there to accept Jesus Christ. Now remember that. He accepted Jesus Christ right then. Water baptism hadn't been revealed. Joe hadn't. Uh, and the infilling of the Holy Ghost, Ghost had not given. come. So he got in there right as the crossover. Mm -hmm. And God said in his word, he will have mercy on whom he will have mercy. So, you know, so uh, one thing for certain, don't none, please, don't none of us run up there talking about, I'm going to get in on God first. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Come on, somebody. Don't do it. Amen. But what matters is what you do between the time of the season of your life. You know, y'all done been to funerals, and y'all always hear him get up there and say, uh, it wasn't about when he was born, it wasn't about when he died, but it was about what he did between the dashes. Well, you better make sure you have them lines filled in in that dash. And that line better be filled in if it was sorted after the righteousness of God. dispensations where God accepts some things and he don't. For instance, if we go back and try to get on, in under the law, it's not acceptable. Absolutely. We're the Gentile church. So he has created a straight path for us. And the Gentiles are not saved. I mean, the Jews are not saved right now. I don't care how you want to dress it up. Those are God people. Those are God. God's going to bless those people. All that's good and true. But right now they're not saved because uh -huh. they don't have the truth. They may have the time clock. They may have the deeds to the land, but they don't have the truth or the revelation of who God is. He's given that to us. And so if, if for instance, if you, you and I try to go back under the Ten Commandments and be saved, we will null and avoid this time because you can't have both of them. Either you're going to accept Christ as the Savior uh, and, and, and all that he did provide a new and living way or you're going to reject him and try to live under the law. The law showed you that you couldn't do it. That's why it was labeled your schoolmaster. Amen. If you would, go to Genesis chapter 18.
talking about the ninth verse. Remember that the the first topic we was talking about was a time to be born and a time to die. Amen. Let's read from 9 to 15, will you please? Where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, Behold, in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to, according to the what? The time, according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent of door, which was and therefore Sarah laughed within her wait a minute she didn't laugh out loud she laughed within herself saying after I wax old shall I please my Lord being old also and the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah love, saying, Shall I of certainty bear a child which I am old? Is anything too hard for God? Now look what it said. At the time of appointment, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. I love not. She lied. I don't care how afraid you get. Don't let it make you lie. Come on, somebody. And you know what? She loved within herself. And God heard what was going on on the inside of Sarah. So guess what? That ought to tell you that God knows everything that's going on in you. Hmm? He knows when it's a lie and he knows when it's the truth. And he's going to come to you at an appointed time. Woo! Look, look, look. All the time you got from the time you was here until the time that you was, that you got to leave, so you got a bunch of lies stacked up in there, you better get rid of them right. You better get rid of them. And the only way you're going to get rid of them is you got to take them to God and repent. But one thing for certain, according to the book that I read, one thing to get you in hell will get you thrown in the lake of fire is a lie. Because that's what Satan's going to Because he's the father of all lies. And he's going to get thrown in the lake to burn with fire and brimstone. And them that does his, his will is going to get the same thing. That makes sense? Even at Sarah being past childbearing age, well advanced in years. God still was going to give her a child. 
Wow. At 99 years old, look at God. You know God was showing Abraham, ain't nothing too hard for me. Huh? And we can't build our faith up on there is nothing too hard for God. If we serve him, it's hard for you to get it if you don't serve him. But it ain't hard for God to do it. You, you, you get what I'm saying? It may be hard for you to receive it, but it ain't too hard for God to do it. When Sarah heard what the three men said to Abraham, she laughed within herself. Lord said to Abraham, why did your wife laugh at what I said? Is it because she didn't believe? Because it was her age? God said, is there anything too hard for me, Abraham? At the time, but this time, next year. Good God Almighty. Sometimes you ask God for some stuff, and God will tell you, you need to leave him there walking in faith. If God gives you an answer and says, by this time, such and such a time, guess what? Ain't no point you keep worrying him about it. He's already told you what he's going to do. You just got to have some faith to believe it. By this time next year, I'm going to return. He said, I'm going to return. I'm going to return to you and Sarah, and she will have a son. He designated what type child she was going to have. He designated for her to have a son. That's planted by God. Yes, sir. <coughs> in the Hebrew the, with her name changed in the Hebrew it says it was, she was given the Ruah which was the Holy Ghost after he changed her name she had the Holy Ghost but notice even with the Holy Ghost she's still alive mm -hmm. so I don't care how much Holy Ghost you got you can still lie so you got to watch yourself even though you get the Holy Ghost because you still got a uh, Going to help be held accountable. Uh huh. And she was held accountable. It wasn't no short span between her accountability. Mm -hmm. And we think there's a short span, a long span between our accountability. It's not. No, sir. We 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 are under the impression that we can uh, get it at the last minute, or we can get faith at the last minute. But you don't know when he's coming. He said, when I return, I want to find faith in the earth. So guess what? It's got to already be in you. It's got to be in you and working in order. Amen. So you, 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 you can't wait till later. You know, we like, to, we like to hop in and hop off. And we like to get cold and then get hot. And 
You better hope God don't ever catch you in your cold spell. Come on, somebody. Time and seasons happens to us all. But guess what? You got to have a press. You got to be determined to see God at all costs. Amen. It is God who set times and seasons. And we must move with God. Or be out of place or left behind. We're going to be out of place in our season or at the end time, we're going to be left behind. Come on now. See, you think that in our lifespan between the dashes that we got to get all the gusto we can get. <laughs> but you better be making plans for going up to, to glory. You better put you some treasures on high. Because what you got down here going to go to waste. What you got down here, it's going to be totally, utterly destroyed. Amen. I was just looking at the news and this uh, coach, high school coach, he was just pretty much in tears because he stayed in Kentucky and got caught in the flood. And they showed his house floating down. Totally lost everything overnight. Not, not in a long span. Not in bankruptcy or nothing. In one night, he lost everything he had. And the school children got together and got him up enough money to buy him a car before he can get around. Isn't that something? See, we think that we got room and space. We ain't got no room and no space to lose. You ain't got no time to lose. Come on, somebody. Go to... Isaiah chapter 38. And a lot of time we lose a lot of our time pulling on other folks. Amen. You can't keep up step with God because you're too busy trying. And, and you know what? And you just want to get it settled in your mind. You can't save nobody. You can you 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 riding on the mercies of God yourself. Amen. So guess what? You you got to put your focus point on you. And show up now. Amen. If sister don't want to be saved, if mother don't want to be saved, if brother don't want to be saved, you better make sure you saved. Isaiah 38, 
verses 1 through 6. Let's read them, please. In those days was Hezekiah sick. He was sick unto death. He was dying. He was sick enough to be almost buried. And it says, And Isaiah, the prophet, the son of Amos, came unto him and said unto him, Thus the Lord set thine house. Oh, we can hold up right there. You got to make sure why you got this dash going on in your life. You better set your house in order. The only period of time that you got left to set your house in order is why you are on top of the ground because your show can't do it when you go under the ground. Amen. He said, set your house in order for thou shalt die and not live. Then Hezekiah turned his face toward the wall and prayed unto the Lord and said, Remember now, O Lord, I beseech thee, how I have walked before thee in truth and with a purpose. Now you understand where, how you got to walk before God while you on the face of this earth. You got to walk before God with a true heart. Come on, somebody. You got to walk before him in truth and with a perfect heart. Where? Toward God. Read the book. And Hezekiah wept sore. Then came the word of the Lord to Isaiah, saying, Go and say to Hezekiah, Thus says the Lord, the God of David, Have heard thy prayer. I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will add unto thee fifteen years, and I will deliver thee and the city out of the hands of the... And I will defend this city. Now, I don't know if you notice or not, he sent the prophet to a king. He didn't send the prophet to the congregation. Huh? He sent the prophet to the head man. And he told the head man that you got some stuff out of order. And the head man was already sick. To the point that he was about to die. And God said now you got to get your house in order. Because you're going to die man. And guess what that tells me. If you and I don't get our house in order. Before we leave here. We going to shipwreck. Hmm, and buzz here wide open. Come on, somebody. Go ahead. No, he didn't. Hezekiah knew. Hezekiah knew what was out of order. Uh huh. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. God ain't wanting to put your business out in the street. Yeah. 
But he wanted to try to tell you, get your business straight. You hear what I mean? But God says enough to let you know that God knows your business. Yes, he deal with you first before he's in the problem. And when God's in that prophet, you know whether or not it came from God. Because guess what? Your heart registered what that man is telling you. Hezekiah heart registered the what, what the prophet was telling him. Get your house easy. Look, he didn't go in there with no sympathy, did he? Hezekiah about to die, but he didn't go in there with no sympathy. He said, man, get your house in order because you're going to die. Oh, shit. We go over there. God sent the prophet with a message to the king, get your act together. Because you're about to die, man. But you know what the thing about the king is? The king received the message. The king fell down. And the king didn't go down there with no five-minute prayer. The Bible said that the king wept. The king called on God, and he called on God, and God told the prophet, go back, tell the king, I see the tears. I see the sorrow. I see the repentance of his heart. Go tell that king, I'm going to wait a minute. I'm going to add 15 years to his life. It is through God you live and through God you die. This man was going to die. And God answered to me. The money he added to it. So that tells me that Hezekiah could not die till the 15 years was up. I don't care if he was 125 years old, he still had to stay there 15 more years because it was an order of God. Wow. Yes, ma'am. didn't see it.
Tina said, lead that slain off. God, we're supposed to stop, look, and listen with a whole lot of stuff start going bad and start inquiring of the Lord. Have I sinned? Have I broke your covenant? Did I mess up? But oh no, this generation, uh, the devil did it. Uh-uh. You're going to find out it was God whooping your tail. And you, matter of fact, you know it was God whooping your tail. Because he lets you know, I'm going to get you. Mm -hmm. If your conscience condemn you, God is, God is greater than your conscience. Mm -hmm. So you know God's coming because you won't repent. You can say, and see, face now the guy used to lie. Mm -hmm. and that's, that's it. Mm -hmm. God is not going to move and, and, and because we say, jump, Lord. No, it ain't going to happen. God ain't going to heal you just because you want to be healed. No, it ain't you better find out, is there a sin? There's a something that's blocking God, and God's trying to get your attention before you fall graveyard dead. Uh-huh. And we don't forgot about that. Yeah. Got, got another eye opener. Here in this same chapter, it said that, Hezekiah prayed. Hezekiah didn't tell the prophet what we were That's right. Come on now, Hezekiah. Come on. Hezekiah prayed. That's right. That's right. It was Hezekiah that had to get to tell the prophet. Not the prophet. Come on, God had already told the prophet what to do. And the prophet told Hezekiah what he had to tell him, and the prophet went on about his business. Absolutely. Now, it was time for Hezekiah and God to come to an understanding. Why you always trying to get somebody to pray for you because you're trying to skirt around God. You and God got to come to an understanding. Come on, Elder. Oh, I know that right. God don't always want to hear from the shepherd about you, he want to hear from you about you. Yeah, come on now. 
caution that if God is dealing with you, you can skirt around him by running to the pastor, getting the pastor to pray for you. You ain't going to get around that. You, Hezekiah, ain't no different than you. He had to come before God and get an understanding with God. You got to go before God and get an understanding with God. You as the individual. I, 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 I know we, we, we always try sometimes try to hide behind the curtain. You know, I understand. Because yeah, guess what? When you come up to the pastor to get proper, you don't tell him everything going on in your heart. Job chapter 14, please. Job. So if you don't want to reveal what you need prayer for, why bother the man of God to intercede for something he don't know nothing about? Chapter 14. Get in the habit of trying to go to God for yourself. <laughs> if you want, if you want it kept secret and private, go to God for yourself and see what God got to tell you, huh? ashamed of me when I get before my father I'm going to be ashamed of you so Job 14 verses 1 and 2 
A man that is born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. He cometh forth like a flower and is cut down. He fled also as a shadow and continueth not. You gonna leave here. Did you hear me? Get it together because we are going to leave here. Any man that came into life is going to die. But it is how you die. It's going to be just like a flower. If you know anything about growing flowers, they don't last too long. Huh? Let the heat come up. When the heat come up, they wither up and they do not last no more. You know, I don't know if I got it down there, but I think it's somewhere in my notes where the way a tree falls, that's the way it lands. Stop trying to put everybody in heaven. You got a problem getting your own self there. Huh? Amen. First thing somebody dies, first thing you holler, they done got their wings. What wings? <laughs> what wings? Amen. Come on, somebody. But the people of God ought to have a realistic knowledge about what the Word of God says. Read 14, verse 14 and 15. Shall he live again? All the days of my appointed time, I will wait until my... Oh, the time that Job said is appointed unto me, I'm going to wait till my change come. Are you making any changes in your life while you're waiting? Are you still kind of carrying the same old baggage? Huh? So he asked the question. If a man die, shall he live again? Some will and some won't. But they all stand before the judgment. 